a psalm of David, Psalms 37. Now, just in way of reminder, David was anointed king as a, as a boy. We don't really know when he was anointed king. Some commentators put him as low as 10. Most people say he was probably from 15 to 19 when he was anointed king. Uh, we know that he wasn't old enough to go to war because at 20 you were, you were drafted, so to speak, and, and they were expected to be. Well, uh, if you remember when he, when he killed Goliath, he wasn't in the army. His brothers were, but he wasn't. Scripture tells us that he was 30 when he became king of Israel. And scripture also tells us that he reigned for 40 years and he died. So he died around 70, which in this day and age is fairly young. I think you would probably agree to that. But uh, he, um, uh, he had had a hard life. Uh, he, he'd, uh, uh, as somebody would say, it kind of rode hard and put up wet, you know, that they, in this particular situation. Psalms 35 and Psalms 36 that we've just been through was David as a young man, uh, as a young man. And today, Psalms 37 is David as an older man. Um, and and he's, had, he's had this history that he's, uh, he's built on. Uh, and yet some of the themes that we've had in Psalms 35 and 36 uh, about the wicked and, 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 and I don't like them being blessed, and yet he, uh, he addresses that in, in, uh, in Psalms 37. So let's pick up and we'll read uh, beginning of verse 1, um, and we'll see, we'll see this. It starts off, yes. Do you mind if I read it? Uh, I'd like to give you a little introductory story here. Okay, you. Okay, okay, go ahead. You tripped me up, Jim, but go I, ahead. I, I just, I can't, I gotta talk. Sorry. I'm reading out of the New King James, so it might be a little different than what you have there. But do not fret because of evildoers nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Next two verses were inscribed on our wedding uh, program. Uh, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I was going to put more on there, but my wife said, well, we can't put the whole Bible in there. <laughs> Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. And here I'll stop. Do not fret. 
I'm a worrier, Bill. Okay. I'm a worrier, and I've, <laughs> I've got a worrier gene from my mama and my grandma. But she comes from a family who got with the Lord five generations before her. My great-great-great-great-granddaddy's got a church on his land in Tennessee, Ebenezer Church. And that's where I was reading this morning in 1 Samuel, the one who anointed David. Uh, here I raise my Ebenezer. I, I got I to gotta say I'm going to do the same thing today. I, I've been fretting about how to wind down my job. Well, that decision was taken away from me Friday. They decided they need my classroom lab up in Canada, and I don't speak French, so I'm not going with it. <laughs> Two weeks from now, it's all going to be cleaned out, and what was left of what I was doing is gone. But that's okay, because what's that song we keep singing? He never stops working. He's always working. I don't see him. I can't feel him, but he's working. I've got, uh, I've got most of a year's severance. I was supposed to work till I was 70. He said, will you stop? <laughs> I'll just give you the rest of it. <laughs> I, they're going to pay me for most of a year to not work. <laughs> I can't pass that up. So there's your intro. I, I okay. hope that fits. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't, don't fret. Well, do not fret is mentioned three times in the first seven verses. And uh, uh, eight verses. So, okay. Let me, let me back up just a little bit. Um, Okay, pick up in verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil doing. For evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Does this sound a little like Proverbs? And it will as we continue to go. But David, as an old man, is, has been through some situations here. And he's learned some lessons. Scripture tells us that David was a man after God's own heart. Uh, David was flesh. He sinned. And yet, he knew who God was. He loved who God was. And he listened to the Lord. And when he had a problem, he went to the Lord. So sometimes we think when we say that he was a man after God's own heart that he didn't have any problems. But he did, as we know and as we've talked about. Okay. Verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads to evil doing. For evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. 
yet a little while, and the wicked man will be no more. But you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. Be humble. The humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. So in this, these first 11 verses, David is comparing people who do evil and, he, and against people who follow what God tells them to do and do righteousness. And he says, don't worry about those people. The end has not been written, and we talked about that last week, you know, that that we get so anchored to this earth and we get so anchored to this, we forget about our eternal home, which, which 70 is not a drop in the bucket, as James and other scripture tells us. Verse 12, the wicked plots against the righteous, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees his day coming. You know, we're so shallow focused, and David's saying this, don't worry about those people, what they do, the prosperity they've, they've got, they seem to have right now, that it's gonna be, it's gonna be a different story and I've written the end of the book, and they're not in it. Verse 14. The wicked have drawn the sword, bent the bow, cast down and afflicted, and the needy who slay those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will enter their own heart and their bows will be broken. That's the wicked. And verse 16, he changes sides. Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of the wicked. Have you ever stopped and thought and says you know I wouldn't want to trade places with those people have you ever said that even with what I've got going on in my life and maybe going on in our family I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade places with them you know and David's saying here better is a little bit with the righteous than the abundance of the wicked. Verse 17, for the arm of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever. That's where we are, folks. When you're saved, you don't have any righteousness and you're not blameless. But when you save, you take on, as Pastor Bobby has been preaching in Galatians, we take on the righteousness 
that Jesus gave us. And it's through his righteousness that we will forever live with him in our inheritance. And I envy Babette for going to Alaska. We just told her when she was telling us as she came in, I'm waiting to see Alaska in the new earth. <laughs> when, when, when I can travel, when I can see, and it's, it's, it's going to be great. Verse 18, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil. In the days of famine, they will have abundance. But what have we told you about that little conjunction time and time again? He's going in one way, and he says, but, and he's changing directions. But the wicked will perish. And the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pastures. They will vanish like smoke. They will vanish away. James tells us that our life is just a vapor. Poop. It's gone, you know. We talked about how long eternity was last Sunday. We can't fathom how long eternity is. And in light of eternity, what we have here is just a vapor. He says it, it'll vanish. Verse 21, the wicked borrows but does not pay back. But the righteous is gracious and gives. For those blessed by him will inherit the land but those cursed by him will be cut off I haven't talked to Pastor Bobby but I bet he's going to Galatians 9 uh, Galatians 6 today um, he talked about Galatians 6 at prayer meeting uh, and, and I'm sure that's where he is. I'm going to steal a little of his thunder. But when we talked here, he's talking about the wicked borrowing and up here, for those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be cut off. And this one scripture in Galatians that I'm sure he'll cover this morning. Let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time we will reap if we don't grow weary if we don't grow weary uh, probably uh, another translation will, will have it a little bit different but you know <clears throat> don't get weary in well doing do what you know to do, but just don't get weary. Verse 23. The steps of the Lord are established, excuse me, the steps of man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. 
and that's parallels Proverbs 16, 9. The mind of man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. We can do all the planning we want. What we're going to do, when we're going to do it, how we're going to do it. And the Lord says, well, maybe and maybe not. <laughs> maybe and maybe not. Um, so he says here, the steps of man, back to verse 23, the steps of man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the one, the Lord, is the one who holds his hand. Not only does he have our back, he's holding our hand. Verse 25. David said, I've been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. I'm sure we could go to every chair in here and we could hear a testimony of how God was faithful in your life doing whatever and you might not have known what was going to happen tomorrow but the one who holds tomorrow did and he says I'm going to take care of you we it's been a long time ago but when we did the book of Ruth we talked about Naomi and her boys and her husband left and because there was no food in the land and yet they came back from Moab because there was no more, no more food in Moab but there was food in Israel and the still beautiful story of Ruth and Boaz and this Moabitess woman is in the, line in the lineage of Jesus as is Rahab as is the daughter-in-law of Judah uh, it's amazing how the Lord has orchestrated God's blessings and he's used the most unlikely people most unlikely people I've been young and I'm now old and yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread and just we talked last week about this word delight in verse 3 
uh, or four. Delight yourself in the Lord. What does that mean? Well, that means you and the Lord get together. And you're on the Lord's side of the stick rather than on what you want. And so when you, when you come back here and you're righteous and, and you're where the Lord wants you to be, He's going to take care of you. That doesn't mean that 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 will <laughs> be on Easy Street. I think there's some problems with Easy Street today, but but uh, uh, it's he's going to take care of us. Uh, there's just a lot we could stay say there. Verse twenty six. All day long, he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Now, we've talked about this before. This was written to Israel, and it was written to, to, to David's contemporaries here at this time. And you say, Bill, how does that apply to us? And we've gone through that in Ephesians, excuse me, in Galatians again, chapter 3, uh, we've gone back and said that, that if we're in, in Christ Jesus, uh, we are descendants of Abraham uh, by proxy, so to speak, and we can, we can appropriate these blessings to us. Let me read that right quick. Verse 29 of chapter 3 of Galatians and if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants and heirs according to promise. So we can appropriate this for ourselves. That, that as we and the Lord align up, he's going to take care of us. Not that we won't have illness, not that we won't have sickness, no, not that we won't see physical death. But in and through it all, the last part of verse 26, and his descendants are a blessing. A blessing. Verse 27. Depart from evil and do good, for you will abide forever. Now, just like Pastor Bobby preached two Sundays ago, we were, we were going pretty good in, in uh, Galatians. And then he got to the part that don't be like these other people. And he listed off all these things that were contrary to the Lord. And it hit Bill. And I'd probably hit some of you. Where we come back to this thing... We need to depart from evil. And he, last week he talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Wednesday night he says, uh, which one did I miss? I didn't know he missed any. But he missed patience. And he says he probably did it on purpose. But anyway. <laughs> but we, under, we understand that. He picked up patience Wednesday night. But he says, depart from evil and do good, and you will abide forever. Verse 28, 
For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his godly ones. They are preserved forever. Another promise. But the descendants of the wicked will be cut off. And the righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom and its tongue speaks justice. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he says, you, you know, you wash the inside and outside of the bowl and the cup and everything else. He says, that's not going to defile you. What defiles you is from your heart. And when it bubbles up, when you speak it out, that's where the problem comes in. I was amused at Jeannie when Art was teaching. We were talking about, you know, people that, that we might not like and people that you wanted to see maybe the Lord have vengeance. And Jeannie says, just don't say it out loud. <laughs> and, and, and she's got a point. If, if, just keep your mouth shut. You know? Just keep your mouth shut. And these things will, will, uh, will be good. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, verse 30. And his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. And his steps don't slip. The wicked spies upon the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand. Or let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord. And keep his way. And he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I've seen a wicked, violent man spreading himself like a luxuriant tree in its native soil. Then he passed away, and lo, he was no more. I sought for him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and uphold the upright. For the man of peace will have prosperity but transgressors will be altogether destroyed. The prosperity of the wicked will be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him.
Wait for the Lord. Keep his way. I'm going to steal a little bit from Pastor Bobby again. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. G.E. Power Company. G. Galatians. E. Ephesians. Philippians. Colossians. Maybe you didn't learn it that way. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Was that almost what David was saying? The Lord knows the days of the blameless and their inheritance will be forever. The steps of man are established by the Lord. He delights in him. For those blessed of him will inherit the land. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The law of his God is in his heart and his steps do not slip. Wait for the Lord. Keep his way. And he will exalt you to inherit the land. As Pastor Bobby has taught us time and time and time again, you know, the three things that Israel had, you know, what was it? What was it? Man, seed, blessing. Man, land, seed, and a blessing. He said, I'm going to give you land. I'm going to make you prosper. And I'm going to give you a blessing. And in this culture, in this time, that's what David's saying here. God's going to take care of us. He's going to give us some land. He's going to give us blessings and we'll have descendants. He says up here, I've been young and I'm old. I've seen the righteous, have not seen the righteous for a second or his descendants begging bread. I don't know if Ezra put the Psalms together. Some people say he did, if he did. Uh, I don't know why he put Psalms 37 where he did. But it has a lot that we can glean from. It has a lot we can speak to. And as Jim let us off, we might 
go into the office Friday expecting one thing, and when he leaves on Friday, it might not be the same thing, but yet it's the same, same breath. He's still in control. Still in control. Um, it will be interesting. All right, questions, comments? Yes, Irene. Very good. Add to that verse. <laughs> I think I add something to it. Sure. About Freddie, because in those five times, mm-hmm. I've got seven siblings. God has blessed us and financially, but more importantly, spiritually. And it's amazing when you go through those valleys. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it, of course, I was always taught too, in the valleys is where the green grass is. Rocks, the stones, and all the rest of that stuff. You can always get on a mountaintop eventually, you'll come. But in those valleys where people are up stumbling, and you too, but you can bring others back up to the next mountaintop. I will say, uh, I was watching the news last night, and we really need to pray. Korea has uh, all the churches up there in Korea, almost all of them, are getting together to pray for North Korea as it's getting, the drum beats are getting worse and worse. China, Taiwan, all the islands, Taiwan, the churches are all getting together to pray. They feel the drum beats of China coming after them. You know, the wars and rumors of wars. So, but the Christians are coming together really, and they're 24 hours a day, by the way. They've been doing this for several months, I found out. And, uh, through the uh, CBN news, and it's amazing to see this coming together, people to pray. Yeah. So we, we need to pray for them and not fret. Yeah. <laughs> Chance. I was just thinking that uh, what a great reminder of His promise, in which we know is true. But again, the reminder is, you know, a lot of times I like to do things on my own because mm-hmm. I mess up. I don't want to mess up around other people. I just, you know, that's kind of the way I am. But the reminder is. We need to come together. We need to remind each other. We need each other's help. We need to pray together. We need to read together. We need to be around like-mindedness. And the more that you mature in that, the earlier that you do it, the more it's going to be just a little bit easier to deal with. I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt, because it still hurts. But we, and I know it. And we go back and forth like ping pong. But when you come into the corporate worship, to those who believe, it makes all the difference. It does. Yes, Jim. I had too many words already, but I skipped one. There's another verse someplace. Some trust in horses. Some trust in pensions and 401ks. But I trust the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Yes, Jim. A couple things. As I know, in the, the uh, ESV, 
We're looking at verse 23. The steps of men are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. You know, abiding in the Lord, uh, making it our focus to delight in the Lord so that the Lord may delight in us and know that no matter what, he establishes that way uh, for us. Another, you know, just wait all the way through this, you know, and, and waiting on the Lord. As one who likes to, you know, I, I tend to be type A. I tend to be everything lining up, you know, in a way that, you know, I think it should be. And a lot of times, I'm reminded of this throughout many ways this week, but the Lord is, is like, and I, I think the way that I heard it, it may have been, I listened to a uh, program <clears throat> that was a, a devotional, it takes contemporary music and, and melds it with uh, devotional thoughts. Uh, Tom Dooley, who used to be on uh, a station in Dallas, Fort Worth area, a uh, program called The Journey. Uh, Tom's passed away now, but his family still keeps it going on a, on a thing online called Jesus FM. But just reminded, you know, whose who's clock am I using? Whose timetable am I on? You know, <laughs> if it's not on the, the Lord has to take me and remind me sometimes to say, all right, whose who's clock are you using? What's going on? You know? And so uh, I must say the last uh, two years have been wonderful. The Lord's blessed us and continued to look over us and we've learned a lot of things through that time. I would have loved to have stepped into a another church leading position immediately, but it wasn't God's time. There's a lot of people I've met in the process, a lot of people have a lot of experiences that we've had in the in a waiting period. And I will say, and I, I, I was blessed by a gentleman who came by uh, today, and right now I'm not recalling the name necessarily, but I will. Um, but he said, the way that things were done, you're here. God wants you here. And no, that's been confirmed. And uh, we're blessed to be here. We're glad to have you too, Jeff. Okay. Anyone else? Yes, Jay. I just want to share this in a way of warning. I received a letter this, not this week, but last week, from Social Security. Have any of you gotten a letter? Told me that they paid me too much. I looked at it and I said, Lord, I don't think this is right. Lord gave wisdom. Yeah. It's a shame, you know, that we can't believe everything we receive in the mail or email or text or any other way. We have to we have to follow through and trust and find out. All right. Yes.
is an American uh, base uh, <coughs> in northern Texas that has a beautiful hospital, which is probably having to take care of us. Remember that we're a big country and countries, but there's some really small ones that are hurting. Well, you know, as as we know in the Lord hears our prayer. He wants to hear our prayer. He is in control. And yet we need to, to pray for China, Taiwan, Korea, these countries in Africa, and our own nation. Because um, it, it, it's a mess. <laughs> uh, I don't know how else to say it, but it's a mess. Okay. Well, let's pray and we'll go from this place. Thank you for your input. Uh, we love to see you. We're glad, to, glad you're here. And let's go expecting uh, in the next service. Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are and we thank you that you're in control of every situation. We thank you that you're in control of this world and you know everything about it. And yet, Lord, let us be faithful to beseech you and to ask from heaven that you will do and be and may we not fret, may we not worry, may we not be concerned but trust in your great promises and trust in the living God and we thank you. Bless us as we go from this place. Bless the further service and we'll praise you in and through it all. In Jesus' name, amen.